Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. My friends, Advent is here. This is a time of waiting, a time of preparation, because we are getting ready for something. We're getting ready for the arrival of a baby. And these four weeks to come are our preparation for Christmas. Now, some people will call this a mini Lent. There's a, a, a long discussion, I'll say discussion and not argument, of what color we're supposed to use, purple or blue. It depends where you're from and if you're wrong or not. <laughs> it's somewhat penitential. It's a little understated, maybe a little subdued. This is the liturgical reenactment of getting ready for something before it arrives. Now, like many things in life, <clears throat> there is engagement before you're married. There is hospice before you die. Almost every big major thing in your life is involving some time of preparation. Now, Advent is a little bit apocalyptic, too. When we hear the readings in the next four weeks, we're not talking necessarily about the birth of Jesus. We're talking about the second coming. That's what we are getting at. What we're really doing is kind of smashing together the birth of Jesus and his second coming. So it's combining those things. <clears throat> As the gospel message says, we don't know when it's going to happen. And I always laugh at this story, and some of you may have heard it before, but I'm going to tell it again because I love it. I went to Quick Trip one morning to get gas on my way to church. This was several years ago, and it had rained the night before. And in Oklahoma, when it rains, it looks like mud on your car sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? Right? You, you know, Bennett, your car gets that way? Good. <laughs> and there was uh, an, an elderly African-American woman standing there, and I said, good morning. We were getting gas next to each other. And she looked at me, and she said, it rained mud last night. <laughs> and I said, boy, sure looks like it. She said, well, we're living in the end of times, aren't we? And I said, yes, we actually are. And she goes, well, I know where I'm going. I said, well, I know where I'm going too. And she said, I'll see you there. <laughs> she got in her car and drove away, and I had to take a moment to kind of think about my life, I think. <clears throat> but it's something that stuck with me because it was a true moment of seeing someone living in awe and fear of what is to come. In the passage from Romans this morning, Paul is telling us to wake up from our sleep, but not only to wake up, but to put on the armor of light and to put on the Lord Jesus Christ as our protection. My friends, you don't want to be the one caught off guard when Jesus comes back. You have to be ready. Anybody remember that bumper sticker from a long time ago that said, Jesus is coming back soon, so look busy? You ever see that? It's pretty bad, but it's true, right? So we have to be ready. We cannot be asleep. We must be awake and ready to go. Now, this time of Advent is not about our personal piety. 
It is about the reality that our life, our time in this world is short. We often don't want to think about that, do we? However, there is something deep within every single one of us that thinks we're going to live forever and that everything is going to be just fine. Anybody ever feel that way? I kind of think things are going to be fine most of the time. The truth is that nobody knows how many days that you're going to have. And sorry to, to burst your bubble, but you're not going to live forever. You will not. We were not created that way. But here's the good news. This age that we live in is not all there is. Paul knows this when he's talking and writing to his audience because he sees them as asleep. He knows that they're not ready. And they were Christians. And what that tells us is that even Christians can get drowsy from time to time. We get complacent. But we need to wake up to the great cosmic and supernatural realities that surround us all time. And that reality is that we live in the midst of the idea of the already, not yet. Already Jesus has died and is ushering in a new age. When he ascended to heaven, he said, I will be coming back. So yes, we are officially living in the end times because we are waiting. He's ushering in this new age, but not yet. And in the midst of our waiting, darkness seems to have taken over our world. The way things are going with wars, seemingly World War III could break out at any time. Someone you love may be struggling with addiction or even the effects of not being able to get the medication you need to address mental illness. Did you know, right now, there is a 30 to 60 day wait for someone who takes Adderall that's significant. A pharmacist told me last week there's a 60-day wait for diabetes drugs. I recently went a month without my ADHD meds. I'm really sorry, Everett. <laughs> I really did, and it was tough. <laughs> but there are so many things in our life that cause darkness. And isn't it sometimes easier just to stay in bed? or to, to try to take control, or to self-medicate? Well, if that's the case, then we are exactly the audience that Paul is telling to wake up. But the words that wake us up are not like trying to get your child out of bed in time to get to church on Sunday, or to school, going, come on, you got to get up, it's time to go, ready to go. The words that wake us up is the profound gospel acclamation that rings out throughout Advent. Christ has died for you. Christ was risen for you. And Christ will come again for you. Now those three declarations definitely have the power to wake us up. Now we're going to talk about Matthew, and as much as people want to believe it, this is not about the rapture. I'll say that again for the folks in the back. This is not about the rapture. What it is is an eschatological teaching. Eschatology means the end of time, end times. There's your seminary word for the day. Right? This is undoubtedly an eschatological teaching, but it is about how Jesus teaches us about the end times. 
he offers us an open system as opposed to a closed system that says, okay, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, so you better watch out. Right? It's ordered. And this is a lot of American religion is taught that way. This is this, 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 and then you better watch out. This puts us in control, right? We could live every day as if it's our last day on earth. Well, if that were the case, in true transparency, I'd probably be trying to save my own butt or I'd be in a ball crying and scared to death. That's probably what would be happening to me. But what an open system requires, because he doesn't tell us exactly when he's coming back, right? That's why we're waiting. It requires two things, and we absolutely despise them. One, wait. Wait. And two, trust. Trust that God is totally and completely in control. Now, he doesn't do this to keep us in the dark. You can't take a Christmas carol or a song and sing this. You better watch out. You better not cry because Jesus can come back at any time. Right? That's not what this is about. He does this because he desperately wants us to trust him. It's really that simple. He knows that if we knew when he was coming, we would be doing anything but waiting and trusting him. What we're doing while we're waiting, we're called to live in the moment. We are called to look for places to serve. And we have to completely uh, trust that he is, in fact, going to come back for us. How many of you love the great pumpkin story, Charlie Brown? Yeah? It's kind of like Charlie and Linus. Standing in the field waiting. Right? It is. That's what we're doing. They're standing in the field waiting because they truly believe. And everyone thinks they're crazy. Oh, guess what? There are a whole lot of people that think we are crazy in the same way. They look at us like we've lost our minds. And why do they think we are crazy? Because we truly believe that Jesus is going to come back for us. Like Charlie and Linus, we wait and we believe. Have you ever felt like you were standing alone in a field in this process? Trusting, but not really sure. And during this time of waiting, our cry to God is the great Advent hymn we sang just a few moments ago. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. We cry out, we wait, and we trust. And in the meantime, he continues to meet us in our lives. He meets us at the font at baptism. He meets us in the bread and wine, and he will continue to meet us until he returns again. My friends, throughout this season of Advent, I bid you to wait patiently. And always, always remember that he is for you in the midst of all of the surrounding darkness. Amen.